Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Shablam, Shablow, Shanae O'Connor ripping up Pope Pictures. We are Call Out Culture. What's going on, our peoples? We're back. You know what I'm saying? The whole gang. We, we didn't go anywhere. So, well, know, it's, been, it's been, you know, a little bit All of this, right. a little bit of that. You know, oh, we've been delivering episodes every week. Well, in, in in little splinter groups, that's all, which is fun. No, but no, on Atlanta, but we're not. We haven't gone anywhere. Alaska's been on the Sabbath episodes, been going well in Alaska. Yeah. you know, we're always we're present. Is all I'm saying. Like we're gotcha. letting for us to come you. back to because we haven't left. I'm just saying um, the whole gang, the whole crew. Okay, that's all. That's fair all. enough. I'm, I'm happy. Hey, to see hey, you. the uh, gang's all here. Yeah. All right. So tonight. Today, recording, we are going to talk about etymology, deciphering, decoding, lyrics. Lyrics, lyrics, we're going to talk about lyrics. We might not quote too many lyrics, we probably will, but we're going to be talking about fandom, lyrics, decoding, how important it is to you. Hmm. You know, does it matter? Yes, no, maybe so. Do you lean more toward simpler lyrics? Do you love complex lyrics? Do you not want to know what the hell is going on? Or do you want everything to be painted for you? You know, like a clear picture. That's what we're going to delve into tonight. We're going to figure that out. So, okay. So, um, let's kick it off here. I'm going to ask the panel. Oh, yeah. Um, this is Curly Castro. I'm here with Alaska and Zilla Rocker. My call out What's culture. up, everyone? Hello. Um, brethren. And I just want to ask y'all, how important is it that you understand all lyrical content? Oh. You know what? And that's just... the people you, um, you just expound. That's either people you're fans of, people you work with. Okay. You know, whatever. I think... So we just did um, the Making Omatic podcast. Shouts to Sean Kantrovitz and uh, Midas the Beast. And we did it on a certain album that I won't, I'm not sure when it drops. So I don't want to take the, the joy out of it. But there was a certain line on this album that I've heard for some decades now that I didn't know what the hell the reference was until you, Castro, pointed out a very specific place you went to with your pops. Right? On mm-hmm. it had three three letters were in it. Da, da, da. And right. you were like you were like, oh, you you would have to live in a certain place to know what that is. Right. So I I didn't know what the hell that was for decades until you just said it right now. And I listened to that song many, many times. What are you talking ago. about? Are you talking about Elia? B- BTS? BTS. What did I say? Or, what, 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 I'll say it. What was it? I'll, I'll pause it okay. one second, real second. Okay. I think you could have said it. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, we, we right. just pause the show just to clarify things. Anyway, I like that after decades of me listening to that song now, there was something new to find that you yeah. pointed out to me. And then Alaska just co signed it as we hit pause, did not spoil it. So I think there's a part of it that I like where. You know, it's like like the saying, like when when you read a book, the book never changes, but every time you go back to it, you're a different mm-hmm. person. So the book yeah. either like resonates with you more. You're like, ah, that book's kind of annoying. Or so I, for me, for my favorite songs and lyrics and albums, 
there's a certain satisfaction you get when things click right away with a song or a lyric. Um, and then there's can't that come with like age? When I've gotten older, I've understood lyrics that I yes. used to listen yeah. to when I was a teenager. Yes, you know? you're right about that. But that, that's part of what I was saying. Right, it's yeah. like catching it. Some things over your head at 17 that you snag when you're 34. Um, yeah, right. So I like that experience, but then I also like the same piece where I'm, I'm catching it right in a moment and I know exactly, like, the intention of the the rhyme, I'm I'm grabbing it out of the air as it's flying by, or like catching it with a net. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm. got it. So I like both, but I I just think it's really cool to find new pieces within stuff. You know, it it would be like having a painting in your house. And you look at it every day, and then twenty years go by, and you see like a one little new new detail in the corner. You just right. never put your eyeball on. So yeah, right. That's, that's me. Yeah, Last. I mean. I don't necessarily need to understand everything. I need to be able to pull a vibe okay. um, to catch like catch a feeling vibe. of what's going on. I don't need to know, like be able to decipher everything perfectly, but I, I do like the, the little like time and place treats that you get. Like, like there's only going to be a certain number of people who understand the um, no talking orangutan line in the MF doom song. <laughs> well, that that is. Right. You don't, don't know what that is? No, because I'm not. So there used to be a commercial. Old. There used to be a commercial in the '80s, and it was like for some like furniture store or something like that. And it was like a local commercial, and it was like you know basically we got the craziest deals and we don't need no talking orangutan. And a guy would come up and an orangutan oh, suit, like bang on his chest. Crazy Eddie. It was no, similar to a crazy Eddie thing, okay. but it was it was like you know some like real local type shit like crazy New York Eddie was also shit. like oh, then, New York yeah. TV 80s crazy Eddie mm-hmm. and, and LP would reference crazy Eddie sometimes right. so like yeah Rick Warren, know, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like yeah, so. I really do like shit like that where it's like this is for 10 people you know <laughs> right. what I mean like yes. and if you're one of those 10 people you're like yes mm, yep. right yeah like all right um well for instance all right I like a group called Sigur Ross and if anybody's familiar with them, mm-hmm. they're like um, Icelandic. I think they speak yeah. uh, yep. Nordic, but they yep. also—it's not that they're also speaking in Nordic. If I'm—if that's even a language, I could be wrong. Just forgive me. But they also have like a gibberish they do when they're singing. They admit mm-hmm. it to that. But it's like some right. of it's not yeah. real words. It's yep. like, let's say it's Spanglish, but it's yeah. really only to the band. Right. And so I'm listening to this, and you know, if anybody knows Cigarettes, that's definitely a vibe. Like you're saying, uh, like you're saying, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. so. You just catch the vibe, and I don't know what they're saying, but it's it's, it's working. And so, there, there's something about translation that comes about when when you're deciphering lyrics. Like if you like any foreign artist and you don't know what the hell they're saying, yeah, you still mm-hmm. can vibe with it, and that could fit into the category of understanding lyrics or not. So sometimes I watch like French rappers, and when I look at the translation, it's it, you know it's not rhyming. I'm right. just reading it, and it has a different hit. But yeah. um, I but also I've feel like I've become a fan or I was a listener where I would give attention to try to understand. Sometimes yeah. people don't stop what they're doing to even give themselves a chance to decipher lyrics, but I will close my eyes on an Aesop verse, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, LP with some of his super dense stuff from um, I'll Sleep Up from Fan Dam days or even Company Flow days, so damn Big Just. You know, right. we, we listen to very verbose guys where you had to take a second and be like, all right, yeah. mom. Yeah. And I, and I, I and it's not that like I'm telling people you got to meditate or whatever, but just give it its time. Because to right. me, I feel like people that didn't like super lyrical cats, but y'all like fast rapping cats. 
Yeah. And I didn't get that because right. you have to stop. You can't do something while bone while bone thugs on. You gotta listen. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. While, while, while tw- early twister, you have to listen. So right. you, people, I always find it interesting that people were willing to listen to fast rappers, but not complex rappers. When I think they're almost one and the same. Mm. I think they're similar, but I think with a fast rapper, um, especially somebody like Twister or like Bones, yeah. they get away with, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, they get away with it, but like right. for a listener, you could come at that from a musical approach, right? Where okay, it's like, yeah. it's almost an instrumentation, like the way they deliver, especially like somebody like Twister, like the way like he rides a beat. Wow. There's something super oh, musical yeah. to that, that you're not going to necessarily get with like a Holocaust verse. Right. Right. But so you like, you can, you could be a passive listener with that right. versus necessarily yep. like a super dense person. Yes. I got one for you. I was listening. I went on a super duper deaf jokes deep dive i don't know what i was doing and um because um you know because the deaf jokes like main youtube page is obviously gone but i was just trying to find all the old videos that i like and stuff like that right and so i come across one of my favorite groups and jokes which is hangar 18 never heard of them stone yeah, brown dozen right. bro and uh shut up <laughs> and um i'll never let it go oh wait wait where are you on apple music is it without a space? Ooh. Y'all not on Spotify? Sweet the nope. is not. You sure? I'm, I mean, if it is, somebody else put it on there. Wait a minute. Just give me two I'm the only one that has masters. Good for you. Okay. All yeah, right. Tell them okay. to go fuck All right. themselves. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me just let me just find one. It's I'm on Bandcamp. Spotify, what are you doing here? I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> so um so there's a certain song, one of the singles. Oh, my mind. I can't. It's not beat slope. Ah oh, man. Um, Where's the okay, one where Alaska's got a fitted hat on? Wild tight. That's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, the, the wild tight fitted hat, man. That was. I don't like the over the overly go. oversized like papoose fitted. You know, no. where, like he going with like tuck your ears in. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But then me having fitteds my whole life too. When you sweat on them so much, okay. you get to the size of your head that day. And yeah, you, you grow your hair. Okay, little I got little it. Little I got it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's a question and last. One. Room to breathe. Right? Yeah. Flowzilla, Jesus. Like, so there's a there's a flow choice that y'all make, right? Mm-hmm. So once y'all made that flow choice, was it important to have lyrics that made sense, or was it important to have words that sounded fly? You see? Both. They had to make okay. sense to us. Right. right? It had to be okay, something so we, that we could explain. Um, it didn't have to make sense to anybody else, but if somebody asked us, it could be like, this is what I meant, and this is why now, I was that, was that part of Was that part of being a sign artist at that time when you would get interviewed to that length where you kind of had to explain your lyric? No, it was more when like somebody would be like yelling to say shit. Ah. Okay. And we'd be like, what are you talking about? And then they would like pull up something and like, what does that mean? And we're like, well, this means X, Y, and Z. That's why I use okay. this word because this was wow. a character in a movie that did this thing in a movie, blah, blah, blah. So it would always be like, have your receipts. Wow. And if needed, if needed. Okay. okay. If needed, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to the next topic. Do you appreciate mysticism in your preferred lyrics? What's that? People that you like, people that y'all like preferred lyrics um, do you appreciate the mysticism like when it's something that you can't really get 
because it might just be way too highbrow or or, or in joke, like like on Alaska saying, uh. is it appreciated? Like is it dope? Like all right, for instance, my when I was when I came up with this question, I was thinking of De La. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely good created their own vocabulary, moved right. verbs and nouns, nouns around. There was a lot of yeah. like right. rearrangement of proper um, grammar rules. So just moving verbs in front of nouns and things of that nature. Yeah. So like I remember Break of Dawn, which I still haven't decoded oh. at all, but I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, how mystical it is because yeah. I don't understand it. You know right. what I'm saying? It, there's a certain appreciation. So what y'all uh, stand for? I mean, there's a reason why, you know, like Raekwon, Geechee Suede, Ghost, like those type of artists are are people I've just loved, you know, swimming in their styles for 30 years because, like, Raekwon's verse on Daytona 500 is, like, the best piece of American poetry the last 40 fucking years. Yeah. And and any walk of life because it's, it's just... It's like it's like getting on a, a a fucking sled and all of a sudden you just shoot downhill sixty miles an hour. You're like, okay, I know what a sled is, I know what a hill is, I don't know what this is. And so I feel like it's cool to get lost. And I think, you know, I mean we're we're basically a fucking ghost face podcast, but there's a reason why. Like they, you know, there's yeah. so many parts that you don't know what they are and you have theories and you have ideas and then things you connect. But that's where the beauty of language comes in. So right. say somebody like um, um, Sonny Chiba. Not right. necessarily Gigi yeah. Suede. Gigi Suede is about scheme. Right. Sonny Chiba is about the beauty of language. Like this word, <laughs> like like to take for Donny, um, Donnie Darko, cellar door is like, would right. be a beautiful phrase for Sonny Chiba to say with his accent. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to even have rhythm with the couplets. It's just, I'm going to sound as fly as possible saying the most gorgeous words right. that i can say that's, in my that's, that's ray. like like ray yeah. ray ray uses shit where he's like he has like a lot of action words but then he'll he uses action words in a different way where he's always like gliding hang gliding yep. smack like he doesn't just say like i picked up the can of spike seltzer you know what i mean it'd be like snatched the ambulance splashed it you know like you see what i'm saying like throwing that in yeah. and, and it's funny even with um nas I was I was playing songs off of it was written the other day and I was just like I just still love this version of Nas the best just because of like his phrasing mm-hmm. and what he was sliding in and out like how he chose to describe things even like that mixtape era of Nas like the Escobar like 96 to 98 Nas that he just didn't do before or after he just uses like more colorful ways of expressing shit Word like now I know what a lot of, like you said before like I'm catching that now as a grown person, where back then it was just like so incredible. Here, this guy, he he made you and all these people were talking about. They make you like this shit when you have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that also ties into like the voice, the flow, the pocket. Whereas like the written word, I wouldn't know what it meant. But if Nas says it or Raekwon says it or Suede or Chiba says it, I'm all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Dela, mm-hmm. like or Pass. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a, there's an importance to being able to be invited into somebody's world, right? Mm-hmm. Like world their world. vision of the world and the way that they think. And I think a really good artist can do that, even in in the most cryptic way possible. Right. Right. Like Break a Dawn. When I go through the lyrics and read them, 
I'm like, I don't know if I'd necessarily get it all, but when I hear the song, I get it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You know what good, I mean? Good, so good, it's point, like that. Whereas point. like, I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody that's like abstract for the sake of being abstract. To me, that shit's whack. Yes. Right. Um, I, I really like wish I could call somebody out off my head, but I've stopped listening to so much shit like that. Me too. But I, well, I think like, even well, like, like Cool Keith is like, or we'll get to him, but like Cool yeah. Keith is an example. So somebody below Keith. Like, all right. Well, like, I'm thinking I, even like honest, if you look at like, like Menelink, right? Okay. Like the So Intelligent song where he's just like reading out of so a science intense. textbook. Right. Like I remember like being like, wow, that's the greatest shit ever right. when I was a kid. But when I hear it now, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear like seven XL. Like you know, like I want to hear like yeah. seven horns. Mm, I want right. to hear all that shit. Or, like I want to hear rest, rest the dead, gift the gab. When he did chemical calisthenics, that makes yes. sense. You know, yeah. and that but yeah. that was all about the rhythm. And I right. think they, you know, obviously he's writing it where the elements are gonna fit rhythm wise yeah. in mm-hmm. it and not just a list wise. We're not just yeah. running off a list so, like we're saying. You know. I think an example of it like. I don't like Secret Wars. I never like Last Emperor Secret Wars. Right. But I like Jesus' labels. I don't like, like Last Emperor at all. I don't like Last Emperor at all. I have a yeah. whole story about <laughs> him. This guy's like, so first of all, I think I didn't like the timbre of his voice. So yeah. because he talked like that, it just always seemed like when he was trying to rap serious, it was like a joke. So like on C- when it takes a turn on CIA, I don't take yeah. it seriously. Okay. And it's not his fault because I had another, I had an experience with this guy. I met this guy who was staying with my friends at their house and he was claiming he was last emperor and he was bald and he had no hair on his face whatsoever <laughs> alaska and i knew what last uh, Emperor looked like and it, and, and last Emperor was off the scene for a while but i was just in my mind i was like did he cut his hair God. and i'm looking at him and i'm looking at pictures on him I'm like this is not him but you couldn't tell this guy he wasn't oh last God. emperor and he's that's running hilarious. around saying he's last emperor. that's amazing he's claiming the name that and is. he's in the room telling people to try he's making up these stories tour oh stories so i was like so my man because at first i just saw him like this is back in the day before we even had like good you know picture phone this is, this is yeah. uh, early 2000 so i had to go over there to meet him to get a oh good look God. at him because i'm just listening to my man saying yeah this guy's saying he's last emperor. I'm like, what you mean he's saying he's last emperor like i'm just like oh at first God. i'm like last emperor staying with y'all like, so I'm good. trying to break down the whole science of why Last Emperor is, like, squatting with y'all, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in Philadelphia, <laughs> right? And so, and then I eventually go over there, and I meet this guy, I look him straight up and down, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is your deal? Because you don't even look like Last Emperor. You, didn't, you don't have no locks, you don't have a beard, like, you don't have anything that people that don't, if they don't know better. He was like a, he was like a laid-off, like, union plumber. Yo, it's me, fucking Last Emperor. Yo, I got the boys. Yo, he looked. He looked crazy, and, and so anyway, so when I hear last time, <laughs> it just makes just, me think of this, this last emperor imposter that I've He's a 40-year-old white guy really into rap. He was like... No, he was he was a black dude, but he was just tall, uh, uh, like more sandy brown skin, and he had a bald head, and he was running around. Not not far, because he wouldn't go to too many places. Man. He was that's funny, Mike, Mike, uh, was safe, Eagle, Mike Eagle was talking about that, or Print, when he had Print on, on Secret Skin, where Print was saying, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s at Scribble Jam or elsewhere, dudes would go up and pretend to be in yes. Freestyle Fellowship or Living Legends and be like, yo, I'm because, such as that. Because this is before the this internet wasn't as reliable, so you didn't know what cats look like. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, uh, Alaska, you got me. I remember the way I used to imagine Scribble Jam was oh, not yeah. when I finally started seeing the videos. And it was dope when you saw the videos, but it was like at a regular, like, like a little club. But yeah. I thought it was like, 
this battle gallery, like how battles are now. That's what I right. thought Scribble Jam was. And it was like four battles over here. And I was over the bed, it was like two battles over here, and the main one in peace and blueprint on the stage. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah. I used to just imagine that it was this big event, like Jack the Rapper, like there's yeah. rappers everywhere. When but then you realize no, it's just an event at one place. Yep. Yeah. And it's just like a show, you know what I'm saying? And there might be a hundred, oh couple of hundred people there, but it's not like yeah. what I imagined it to be. And so I think like Back in the days, the and the, the mysticism that I'm talking about when it comes to lyrics, people would employ that to try to get over rapping, whether yeah. that being imp- impersonating people or, hilarious. you know, like Salt and Pepper, they said they used to go through that because nobody knew what they looked like. And they would have shows and girls would show up earlier than they would get there and say, yeah, we saw Pepper and get on the stage. That's what I'm saying. Really? Man. Like, that was a, yeah, that's start, hilarious. Start rapping, start rapping lyrics from their songs until Yo. they would show up and maybe wow. like almost in their fights. Like, yo, we are the real salt and pepper. Because at that point, they were touring and people didn't know what they looked like. That's oh, amazing. So some other people would try to show up. And that's great. Yeah. That's some wild, so Doom, like, Doom was so shit, way man. ahead. Doom, rest in peace, his birthday was other day. He's so way ahead of the game. With the, with the Doom bots. <laughs> people were really doing Genius. that. But I think, like, you think, even if you get through one song, you're not getting paid that night. You would get the money saying, before like, you went on. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah that could be it. Yeah. That could be it. You might just be getting on stage, and be like, "Fuck it, I'm on stage in front of all these people." Yeah. Yo, I remember, yo, I remember when I when I started getting my performance licks in. There was always thirsty cats. Just low. Let me rap at the end of your thing. Let me get the mic. Yeah. Like you know, Caster was like so desperate to get on. But anyway, so okay. Desperate. Oh my god. Um, let's let's kick into our first break, wow. and then when we when we come back. I want y'all to tell me who are some of your favorite encoded lyricists. Bam. All right, we'll be All back. Right, we'll Cole be back. What up, y'all's panels, man? East Hampton Polar Boys. When the catalog out now, man. We got CDs, merch, all that. Insubordinaterecords.com, man. Make sure you don't sleep on it, because before you know it, it's going to be all gone. So make sure you head over there, stream it, do all that. Long live Lord Jones, man. Win the catalog, album of the year. You know what it is. Peace. Hey yo, she caught me fly woo garments from overseas, below knees with extra palm drown routine. Fresh panini, ground grilled, chopped garlic and knowledge. Get demolished, fly air of goddess, never modest. Purple sonics fill my palace. Wires missing, acoustics hitting needle, bless the vinyl. Been the champion. I'm Curly Castro. I'm here with Alaska and Villa Rocker. And today we are talking decoded, decodation, decoding ten. We're talking lyrics, decoded lyrics, encoded lyrics, whatever you want to call it. Because I don't want to go with the whole lyrical miracle. I'm glad. I'm glad we kind of dropped that first. Sure. But it was it was it was it was applicable when people were doing like the super duper rhyming. Now I think these days nobody's you know what I'm saying. I think cats are just. You know, it's like, funny. I think when we would say that. Yes. Lupe is that version, right? But, you know, you know, you know what's funny, though, when I was thinking about it, um, you know, who was like a, a lyrical, miracle, spiritual dude? Like, he technically said that in a verse was Big Noid on Give Up yeah. the Goods. Oh, wow. my, my lyrical, like a miracle. It was spiritual. I'm going with it. And he's like the most thugged out ass dude. And even he hits you with the lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Oh, Big Noid was, he definitely would. Definitely tries the best to put his best foot forward. He definitely every time I heard him rap, he I'm like, oh man, you're trying. He's yeah, trying hard. Really he had a lot of effort. A lot of effort, guy. 
now did you keep up with mob deep you know that's another episode and another answer but yeah that's a very short episode you, you were definitely one of those high effort low outcome guys yeah yeah he definitely is all right gentlemen let me know who are some of your favorite encoded lyrics and from the nature of that well, why don't you expand on the the nature of, of that um category so we're just talking about cats that are um like because i and he's one of them lucid brought it up he said like you know uh works for serious to be so literal you know what i'm saying like mm. enjoy the beauty of putting words together so an encoded lyricist is somebody that really just is highbrow if you will okay how they sh- string their words together um mm. you can you can say it's over top of people's heads sometimes you could say is it meaningful you could say it's very poetic but this is when you know like poets come into play when it's 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 about the phrasing doesn't necessarily have to be so literal as okay. let's say like um or <laughs> like comment you know what i'm saying like <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing mystical about comments no, right there no. in front of you you know what everything it's it's obvious like a common lyric you know what i mean or whatever yes there's a lot of likes uh, uh but anyway so like an encoded lyricist is just a cat that's like you know his stuff is like his other stuff is like you know there's a little encryption to it you know what i mean you got you got to do a little science to it, so and that that can take on many forms. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all right, I'll start. For me, it's like it's Doug, it's, it's Doctor Ama, True Boy, Doctor Ama, True Boy. Yeah, by far. You know what I'm saying? Even though like LP is my favorite lyricist, mm-hmm. and then and, and um, my favorite MC, and then you know Aesop Rock is not too far. Off. It's just what Doug does. That's you know, there's an epitome of poetry there. Right. Because, you know, he also has certain flow choices, you know, um, a simple how you do, you know, and and and, and it's just like, <laughs> it's the, no matter how serious he's talking about, he's got, he's happy to be around. So like Dove is like my favorite. Right. That's a good one. I like, I like Dove. Um, man, I'm trying to think who like falls under this. Uh, I, you know, who's, who's really good at that to me is Illogic. Yeah. Ah, yes. Great. The logic's great. like, he's a dude where I feel like I haven't spent enough time with his work only because when Got Lyrics hit and all that shit, um, I just never grabbed Celestial Clockwork or, or, or I never bought those records to sit on them a lot in college but every time i heard yeah like every time i ever heard a logic i really enjoyed it and then when he had um the blue the blockhead record um that was called shadows no, in the, not, not shadows uh, in the sun chasing the sun yeah like it blew me away i was just like man he's so good um and then even when when he put out autopilot's wild um yeah he spits yeah and so he's he's the type of guy where alaska real quick he's always spit like this right since you've known him as long as i've known him yeah Mm -hmm. like him and him and wind it's impressive that they were of that ilk like to me it's like the choices you make at that age how do you know to do that like i don't know i didn't know that that's a good point you know what i'm saying yeah, because I, I I think for on my end like writing I I start off writing like in the style and vein of like what was hitting in the late '90s when I started. Just like most people, you just rap like what's 
the moment, right? And right. then it was like trying to be something separate and create like a character or do something deliberate. And then now I feel like I just rap like how I talk or how I think. So it's like pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. And I think with him getting to know a logic like briefly through our show and then listening to him on super duty for years and then his own pod and his own um live shows he does i feel like he's a very really cool relatable dude but i feel like when he raps it's like an elevated version of himself That's he's right. very poetic. yeah I and so i think it's like I, I thought he would be a more highbrow hoity-toity dude Mm. on the pod based on you know listening to him for like 15 20 years oh, man, a black a black and brown smoking nigga you know he's a regular you know father, yeah but you know but the way saying? the way Just, he's yeah. like his writing to me is pretty much well see that's like something his, that we used to assume when we were younger when when i would right. hear lyricists we would assume there was a certain intelligence when i went to college i would assume oh I, the big thing about Oh, Aesop Rock is so well read. He must have, right. you know, read the Iliad and stuff like that. And he comes to you. I don't really read much. You know? Yeah, but see, yeah, I, was, I always, I always thought that was complete fucking bullshit. No, he didn't read man. much in the time that I knew him. Right, right. No, I, I don't expect him like to walk around with, like a tattered paperback of you know fucking John Updike. But I think he he. I think he didn't want people to know that or think that, but. The way that fucking guy continues to write, like I'm looking at my copy of Garbology on vinyl. That's not like a person who just watches fucking Jerry Springer all day when he writes. But let me tell you, but let me tell you the thing about absorption as a lyricist, as, as an MC that I always like to talk about because I'm kind of in that phase. I've been in that phase where like, you know, I'm just trying to absorb as much. I'm watching so much YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching, you know what I'm saying? I'm reading articles. So but I'm saying mind, like his... I can but, think I'm not reading. Yes. I can say I'm not reading novels, but I'm I'm ingesting a lot of material. Right. But what I'm getting at is like I don't think he sat. I remember people it used to ask him in interviews if he read poetry, and he was like, "Fuck no," because no one reads poetry unless yeah. you're a poet. No, it's unbelievably unpopular, right? Yeah, exactly. I do, but I did. I'm very much right. Like I, I used to like because I was a rap. I thought it was like a tool as a rapper. I should I should utilize, but not just for fun. But I'm just but saying, like, I, I started as a poet, so now I'm gotcha. in the poet. That makes sense, right? But I'm just yeah. saying, like, I think I think it's bullshit in the sense that I think he's a well-read person, only in the sense that he doesn't approach that craft of writing and rapping by just being like a TV movie person. Like, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you Eminem is a person that doesn't read. You see what I'm okay. saying? Like his shit is. But he could just be around a lot of people that are verbose. Like his family might be like wild intellectual. I don't know. Right. And I you just say, pick I up. Just said, but but I think what what Ziggy's getting to is like there's a lot of reference. There's a lot of referential material in his. What, what, when this the first song oh, I ever heard from this motherfucker. I'm, I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off, Castro. The yeah. first thing I ever heard from this motherfucker when he said the harvest appears less plentiful than last season. That's, yeah, but if you, you played like role playing games and shit like that, or like you know, <laughs> yeah, you like, were, like, I imagine sloppy watching seat movies, handling you that shit up. Of target planning. I don't know. I, bro. I'll say this: I read a lot in school. You know what I'm saying? But I got a lot of my vocabulary very um, the bigger words that people like think that I'm faking with that I just use all the time from comic books. Yeah, comic books. You read? You read comic books? Yeah, but I think he's probably talking about he's not reading like novels. Right. And I Fine. think that's what I'm saying. You're Fine. reading, yeah. but you're not classifying it as 
Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not yeah, reading. Yeah. I'm, I'm basing off of like remembering interviews when people would always yeah. make that the first fucking question. The same way every core mega interview is about Nas. Every game interview is about back Jay. To original, back right. to the original point about we thought we had assumed that there was a certain level of academia. That there you go. Guys, yes. Yeah. Like we thought these guys graduated 12th grade or they were sophomores in college. And we found out some of them were like Chuck D. I remember when I realized, oh, he went to college and graduated. I was like, yeah. okay, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And right. you can tell by referential material when you're in college, all that stuff is right there. You might have just right. took a test. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But come to find yeah, out, dude, like ASAP went to like Boston University for art, so he was probably reading about shit like where it's like the harvest is is rare this year. This painting's about that. God, good point. But, That's know, a good point. Got, but then you got guys like they seem to just pick it up. Like LP picked up a lot. You know, I mean, he was reading right. Philip Jackson, but he was reading. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like that's in there. And right, shot and that. But then there's also like a cat that's just naturally intelligent, but they don't apply it to say, you know, acquire history to put in lyrics and stuff. Somebody like, um, oh, like um, somebody like um, rest of the day, um, Camel Tail. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I knew what, what Camel was doing as far as all that, but that's that's a street smart. Thing that he's getting, you know what I'm saying? Is right. Getting your lessons through other, other, other forms, right? Of, of simulation. So I, you know, I. But but the original point was there was an assumption on our part when it yes. came to high-brow lyricists about what they were doing scholarly-wise because that's what we were doing. You know what I'm saying? We went. I yeah. went to school, so I assumed cat right. wrote like that. They went right. to school too. You know what I mean? Alaska. Yeah. Who, so I, I said a logic. Who, who is your kind of guy? I'm gonna go with like Yeshua and Sire. Okay. Ah. Bomb. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously for all of us is Ghostface, but I don't want to talk about Ghostface anymore. No, you don't. Let's go. Let's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I well, we will talk about Ghostface because I know there's a Ghostface related question. Where does Breezy Broom fall like this? Hmm. I think Breeze is like so simple, but that style is so ill that there's the complexity comes with his style where he chooses to put his words and his inflection. Yeah, but even in his his lyrics too, like the sort of like a perfect example of like things being coded are like um your the L like something like the L like Laverne sweater. Right. Yeah. Right. Like like describing that is something that only a certain amount of people are going to yes, know. Catch him more. Right. right? Like, it's coded. It's like, and and I think there was, if you grew up in that era, like, you definitely watched Laverne and Shirley Sick. Laverne and Shirley Sick. Right. So it was known, like, this is for kids my age. Right. That yep. like, came up watching the same shit I did. Right? Like, you know, like, if you throw my three sons reference in now, nobody's going to get that. If you throw <laughs> my three sons reference in, like, 25 years ago, everybody's like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. It's the slick way to date yourself with a date the rhyme like and, and took the place of because I think right around maybe oh eight, maybe I think Phil right then is a stop. Remember people stopped saying the year in the track? It's 94. It's, yeah, it's the build up to 2000. It was all about yeah. the build up to the year. Yeah. I remember I, I, I was listening to a song the other day and somebody said it's 2004 it was um Beanie Seagull or something. Ooh, remember, yeah. How we get in the club? How we get in the club? He said the year. It said the year at the beginning of the song. I'm like, what is this? 85? But yeah, yeah. There, there was that. You know, and so now you'll say a reference, Woody Woodpecker or whatever. It might, you know, it might vary. Yeah, I mean, Woody Woodpecker's uh, a fucking 50-year-old yeah. cartoon. You know what I mean? I mean, you know? I got a song on the Cargo Calls record where I referenced both my three sons and Rerun. 
You did. In one line. <laughs> you haven't heard it yet, but it's you, coming. You, I, I, thought, I sent you I, the I lyrics. You sent me the lyric. Yep, to my yeah. three sons. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's Nick at Night shit. It's real Nick at Night. I mean, yeah, when I was growing up, it was like WPIX shit, like Channel yeah. 11. So yeah, yours I, was Yashua and Sire. Yeah. And I said, and who did I say? You didn't I said, say Oh, Dove. I, yep. I think I think Dove's so amazing because Dove, Dove is like you're you're taking your best guess at like his own inside jokes or his own mm-hmm. his own vision of what he's thinking and writing at the like I remember he always said like how Paz was always like very organized and ready to go and had all his shit like pristine. And Dove overwhelmingly wrote all his fucking verses in a taxi cab on the way to the session. Like everything was very spur of the moment with him. Yeah, and then also Dayla had Dayla like speech. They had certain phrases. If y'all remember, they you know right. Daisy H and then after Daisy H, it was like swing locate. Like I remember, there was a there was always a concentrated effort to create slang. Yeah, and, like, and that's and that's to me like when they really just kind of ran out of gas was like, and and Mike Mike well, asked Prince Paul about that when they deliberately chose to stop doing that shit. Yeah. With like stakes as high. There's a lot of effort in that. Think about, think about. All right, so we're meeting to rehearse, but we also have to. Yo, man, I came with this phrase. So when you say this in interviews, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's like it's a lot to keep track of. You know what I'm saying? When it's not natural, Wu Tang was like, oh, Wu Tang meant this, yeah, the 40s and stuff. A lot of this stuff was already embedded before they came on the scene, and they were just regurgitating. <laughs> I feel like Daylight was creating that as they went along to try to make yes. a, a, a mystical corner pocket. Yeah. Point, yeah. but I, I also think as you get older you appreciate directness a hundred thousand percent right because it's like yeah. it's I don't have time, it's time to consuming. like it's like i don't have time for that like i just want the simplest road to where i'm going right that is true that yeah because like I, I i could definitely say like when i was when i was in high school and i was really into like mixtapes and like all the major label raps you know like all those releases and then once I hit college, that's not, you know, like I was in like the indie shit, joke shit, yeah. Annie Khan, Rhyme Sayers. Cause I had more time, like I was meeting new people. I was going yeah. to new places. I was dating girls in different parts of the city I'd never been to. Like it was, it was like everything was like a fucking journey, like an exploration. Like, ooh, I'm gonna go to this weird art show and I'm gonna go to fucking Church of Satan art show because that's weird. And then the Ritz and the Boris Castro knows what that is. And then as I've now like settled into like, okay, like I'm just a dad, like I'm in the house a lot with my wife. I'm like, I want to rap like sauce money because I don't have time to sit and go through all the weird sculptures and back entrances and like stare at a painting for 22 minutes. I can't do it. It's just not a part of my lifestyle. And so I feel like, what do you guys say? I was just going to say a lot of that. You, you also don't have the, the crew around you necessarily all the time, right? Like when you're right. younger, like a lot of that stuff's generated from like yes. yeah. your yes. friends and the language that you all use to describe the world and sort of have your own world view, like yeah. your own society. You know, somebody society type shit. And when you get older, you don't have that. Correct. You know, it's a byproduct of that. And he actually is an encoded lyricist, but not in the way that we've been talking about. He's a prodigy. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking like, about him a lot lately. His simplicity. The, I'm not, that's my next that's the, my next the question so, yeah. so like the done language and all that stuff they were creating and we all say done did it and all that stuff um, so here's my next question is, is this is another angle of being encoded who would you say in your you know, opinion we could pick different people who says the most by saying less 
Woods. Ooh. Like Woods, I feel like once once you get on board with like the flow choice and, yeah. and the way he he presents it, like when I was listening to Ethiopes the other day, and the song with Savages with him and Boldy, and he's talking about a dude falling off the bike and it smashes his head like eggs, and then he didn't go to jail because he was underage and no one said anything and. He's banging this girl, and she used to babysit her brother. She wouldn't let her. He wouldn't. She would let him kiss her on the mouth. Like it's just every time I hear him rap now, I'm just like, shit, man. Like this is back a novel and a phrase. And correct. Really phrase, exactly. Uh, it's like like a novel worth of experience. Yeah, something like he'll like, say something that you relate to, and you'll go to a million thoughts about it, and it's yes, so common. Right, you know and it's like him. I don't know how much of that actually happened. Right. But I have to assume the amount of detail and specificity he puts into that shit. I'm like, at least worst case, 40% of this all happened to you. 40% of this happened. You can embellish 60. Whereas yeah. I feel like the flip side is like push a T that album. That's kind of just fucking dead. Now that no one that knows is it's almost dry. I feel like Pusha, who I enjoy. I feel like Pusha thinks he's on that level, but Woods is that level to me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, really singular. He's trying to emote 15 different emotions from one act. Um, right. And, but it, but it's been the same fucking rap now for 15 years from Pusha. Right. And I'm yeah. just kind of like not really into it. But, then, but, then, but look how Jeezy was successful, rapping about the same thing. But he was, so, I remember people used to like fall to that. He was like emotional to them, like how Tupac was. I don't know why. And then no one gave I, a fuck anymore. Right. Everybody moved on from him. Like Gucci Mane chipped away at his shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Waka yeah. Flocka chipped away at his shit. I just because him, it was the anthem and the big motivational shit behind. Like everything he did was like to make you feel good. Jim right. Jones chipped yeah, away. Rick, at him. Rick Ross. Rick, Rick Ross, Ross did. I love Ross, yeah. bro. Oh my god, Rick Ross is Ross is the fucking. Oh, yeah. so, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, your your pick is Woods. Yeah, and then I, I would say I would say Ross too, only because like. When you get past all the crazy, luxurious visual shit he gives you of, you know, like the Maybach interiors, the the, ca the color of camel leather, whatever the fuck he's going to say. He is like a fucking massive rap nerd. Like we said it when Brian Edel was on where he was like reminiscing early 90s when I had a pager, triple beam dreams. Now Pat Riley's my neighbor. Like saying that type of shit is so fire. You know what I mean? Like. He's good at that. When when he just goes into that type of shit, where he's just slaughtering, you know what I mean? Like even even on the Angels remix, where he says like, you know, like your jeweler should be embarrassed, like that type of shit. When he says it, just real blunt. I think he's the fucking king of that. So there you go. Woods and fucking Not anybody. Um, probably Chuck D. Oof. Okay. Chuck was pretty direct. Like yeah. seem like a grammar student, like English major type shit. Because you know, very direct, um, sort of didn't mince words or waste a lot of words. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and said a shit ton. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't being poetic when he's saying "motherfuck John Wayne." You know what I'm saying? He yeah, wasn't yeah. taking the long way around. No, but yeah. seriously, he wasn't taking a long way around with with a poetic statement or whatever like that. He was saying it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, just think like bass. How low can you go? Death row. What a brother, no. 
Just like that shit right there. Eleven from the government the other, the other day. day. I opened Reddit, said there was, there was suckers. suckers. They wanted me for the army or whatever. Make sure we give it a damn. I said never. Wow. You get a letter from the army, and they say that was a letter. They say they were suckers. suckers. <laughs> and then somebody modern. I would say blueprint. I was Whoa. gonna say him. I was gonna say him because I'm the, like Castro. Know, the, that had to have been the first person on your list. Yes. Wait, Brand was it? Did I snatch it? No, no. you didn't. I, 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 I brought a prodigy to open the topic, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Hell like yeah. He, Hell yeah. You know, he's the he's the the opposite side of the coin to to a logic. Yeah. Like, blueprint, is, well. blueprint is super right. direct. Like when I listen no. to him, it's just like, damn, how do you write that well? I know, and it's so and he's so simplistic with it. Like you, you like that. It's so beautiful. His motivation songs yeah, they mean what they say because they're right there. Yeah, like perspective. Like you listen to perspective, where it's just like, you know, he's just describing scenes. Nothing, so, nothing abstract. It's just like, you know, this person's pain. You might not think it's real pain, but it's real pain, just like your pain. Type shit. Yeah. It was like wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Blueprint was really like the, the soul position stuff. Oh, yeah. like, you know what? I listened to um, t- the other day when I went my deep Jeff Jerks die. Right. And he, he might work because he's able to switch it with a good skill of his. It's copyright with June. Mm-hmm. June's Man. great. That's such a good song. Shit so, Alaska, were you, were you around at all? Is a good play. Were you around at all when like they played you June? Or like, did you know they were going on? I was. Oh. I, yeah, I, bought high high that shit. I bought high exalted. His, his credits well that like everybody was giving copy um, props. When, I mean, I wasn't there when he recorded, but like it was one of those things where it was like, looking gotta, around, like yeah, it was oh, just like man. once it was recorded, everybody's like, listen to this shit. And the saddest part about copy is he he let you peer into his world so bravely, and when I bought yeah, high exalted. He just slammed that door in your face. You know what I mean? It, like, it was like, just a one shot. Yeah, and I, mean, I loved I think, it. Like I loved, I loved copyright, man. Like Tower so of Babel, him, all that shit. But to give him his props, he just released the High Exalting Part Two twenty years later. I mean, like, so there's, wow, there's the something to be are, said if you can even do something like that. I know sequels are what they are, but uh, it's a long record. And right. now he's very personable. The stuff he does with Man by Zill, he definitely like. Okay. It's, it's interesting. Like he's gotten older. Let's use copy as an example. And back right. in the day, it was like rapping. You know what I mean? Like he was trying to be one of the best rappers, like putting together lines and and um, yeah. phrases and, right. and clever and slick. And now you've gotten older, you still have that muscle, but now you're rapping very personal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody um could turn that switch even a little bit was like um recently um Teddy Fairley. Yeah, that record's fire. That record is crazy. It's very yeah. personal. You know what I'm saying? And Teddy used to, you know, dance with words, Baltimore Cat. So like, yeah, his thing back in the day was his voice and you know, you know, um, being slick with him, um, being acrobatic. I mean, he's very acrobatic with his lyrics, but then he just turned the switch. So yeah, yeah. let me oh yeah. let, let, let me just put the couple of Ross bars and very quickly from Devil oh, in a New favorite. Dress. <laughs> he says. When it come when it came to dope, I was quick to export. Never tired of balling, so it's on to the next sport. New Mercedes sedan, the Lex Sport. So many cars, DMV thought it was male fraud. Come on, bro, that shit is stupid. I shed a tear before the night's over. 
God bless the man I put this ice over. Getting Tupac money twice over. Still a real brother. Red coochie sweater. Dice roller. Like, locking it That's, in. I got two guys on the, on the, um, the Simplicity Rob for y'all. Tell me what you think about both of them. Guru. Oof. Master killer. Um, I think Guru... I think Guru is like... I feel like his rhyming was more impressive from how he said it. Because he always had like this older wisdom about him. You know what I mean? And I feel like Master Killer it's was a long way to go when you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're like, going when you're lost. Yeah, like he yeah. he Guru to me is like someone I never really think about as like a standalone guy. He's like too embedded with the aesthetics of Gangstar for me. But okay. then when I when I listen to some old Gangstar, I'll be like, this fucking guy like really knew what he wanted to say. Every oh, time, yeah. Yeah, but what, did, what did Jasmine Tash do for you? Because that was really. Uh, I like I like Jasmine Tash, but again, that's like a vibe record. Those are vibe records. Okay. You know what I mean, okay. Uh, whereas Killer is like, I feel like Master Killer is like he he did like some of that talk flow shit, which I I, I think is kind of cool to break things up. Um, I I would never think he was simple, even though in, I in was the, in the Wu Cannon. I think he's the simplest one of them all. I think Method Man's the most simple. Method Man still was doing like jingles. You see what I'm saying? Because it was and, simple. Because like, it's simple. You see what I'm saying? Granted, but 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 Master Killer stripped all of that. It's not going to be cute and and it's not rhythmic because his flow choices. It's just it's right there. It's like Stone Grant. Like Master Killer is like Stone affair. Yeah, you're not um, moving it. You're not watching it, and it's and it's going to be there. It's it's a constant. I, you know I feel what like saying? Method Man's more direct than that. Like, there's no right. questions what Method Man's. I feel like Method Man is dancing around with the with the cute similes and phrasings and stuff. He'll bring in commercial sayings and jingles. Method Man is a jingle. But over but over, Master, see, over time, Master Master Killer Killer okay, is like a pamphlet. Master Killer is like a, a, a writing on the side of a tomb. Right, but like the you know met, the Method Man you're talking about is early meth when all early, early 90s okay. rappers did that shit. Talk about right, Hannah Barbera cartoon still, shit. You know what I mean? He's still very, very much a slave to his flow. He, he definitely makes flow choices way before he makes lyrical choices. Yeah, he's he's That's a he's a flow master. Meth's a flow master. I'm yeah. just like getting for yeah. clarification. I'm just hitting with clarification. I, I just think to me, he was always been the most digestible like writer in the clan. Granted, but, I, but I, you know what I mean? But Killa's like. He's um I'm trying to think of like lines from his talks about big ideas, but they're still rooted in you know the, you know our realm right here. You know what I'm saying? He's very much into the sciences. Uh well, you know, regardless. Um I'll ask what's your what's your okay, sorry. Um yeah, I mean I think I, I agree with, with Zilla that guru for me only exists in gangstar. Like there's no right. You know, he popped up on a hook here and there where I appreciated it, but I never really heard him beyond that context. Um, and I think he's amazing in that context. Like, I think you're, you're right. As like sort of straightforward rapper, he's one of the best. Um, and I don't have any thoughts on Master Killer. I don't really like Master Killer in any way whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I find him like... He feels like somebody's reading from a book when he raps, like <laughs> like a kid in college that's not used to reading in front of people. 
Fair enough. Okay. That's my vibe. Yeah. Right, so cool. while we hit another break. I had another break. Yeah. Yeah. About that time. And then when we come back, we're gonna talk about something I would like to call the art of abstraction. We're gonna talk about two extreme opposites. Okay. Big versus Jay-Z. Uh hyphen. Before the hype, after the hyphen, Jay-Z. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Hold on. Germicide and the Expert present their new psychedelic hip-hop album, The Overview Effect. Think Marvin Gaye meets Edan. If you like tripped-out sounds, sinister strings, fuzz guitars, and heavy drums with social content, then this album is for you. Featuring the new singles, For the Money, Black Tears, and A Little Love. Guest appearances on the album come from Stick Figure, Farrah Ale, and Tanya Morgan. Available on vinyl and all digital platforms with a special Bandcamp exclusive vinyl that comes with liner notes, a custom art print, plus the album instrumentals. Visit theexpert.bandcamp.com now. And we're back. Yo, real quick, before we get back into it, fucking Sedale Threat is out. It is available. It is fucking streaming. It's on tape for a little bit more. They're about to be sold out. Fucking CDs. We got a nice stack of those left. Nice. Wrecking crew. We'll, we'll do a live from the liner notes soon. But this shit is. I was listening to it on like Wednesday night, just driving home as I was in Jersey. And I was like, man, this shit is banging, dude. It's a good ass record. The last thing I want to do after an album is out is play it because you've heard it so many times through all the iterations. It's like, man, we put our foot in the fucking ass. I texted them. I was like, we gotta make another one now. Like now, I'm I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like I don't even care if no one liked it. I'm like, this shit is hot. So yeah, Wrecking Crew, we are here. Me, Prem, Castro, Small Pro. We got the banging right up on a WXPN in Philly with the ill photo shoot. I saw that. That was dope. Yeah, that was that was great, man. It was quick turnaround. Shouts to Matt. Uh, Matt Shaver, who hooked that up for us. And then uh, you'll catch us on, um, like we said, Sean Kantrowitz and Minus the Beast's new podcast, Making Illmatic as a crew. And then maybe some other pods. We'll see. But anyway, that's it. So they'll threat out now. All right. Back to the, our show. All right. So before we went to break, I was talking about the art of abstraction, and I wanted to talk about the two extreme opposites, and I wanted us to use examples of Cool Keith on one end and the master of slickness himself, Jay-Z. Sans hyphen, of course. And what did Jay-Z have on his his name before the hyphen? Uh, Umlaut. Yep, the two dots over the Y. That was ill. Yeah, he did, right? right? That was so dope. Two little dots over the Y, yeah, that Umlaut, good posey. Thank you. so, like, Jay-Z, to me, there's an encoded of his early work of how slick this motherfucker was. Right. He would be able to phrase things the slickest out. Like, he would get the jump on things. Because Biggie wasn't around. And say Tupac wasn't around. A slick phrase that nobody would use yet. He was in the studio. He put it on his song. If right. people go back and listen to him, that's, that was part of his genius as well. Having to jump on people, saying cool things first. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, he's on one end. Then you have somebody like Cool Keith, later era Cool Keith, not you, you are not ultramagnetic, where he's in his literal own universe, right? You need to book a ride to, 
to get all that Elon Musk, uh, uh, uh and that other guy here. Forget all that. You have to take a trip to plan it, cool key. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And there's something to be said about that. So, gentlemen, what do, what do y'all think about those two extremes? I think, I think Jay, especially like the first, like reasonable doubt through volume two is definitely like in rarefied air, not where he thinks he is, but just in general of like really layering cool shit in there. And, you know, from a hustler point of view and like wordplay and like, um, just this phrasing was so ill to me. Um, it was like, he just, he just did it in a way that was like really musical and slick that I really liked. And I feel like when Jay-Z stopped being Jay-Z to me was like the fucking <laughs> goblins, ghouls, Sasquatch, Dracula. Like that, that monster verse is like so fucking painfully embarrassed. Wait, what is that from? From monster. On, um, Dark fantasy. Godzilla, Sasquatch, ghouls. And right, right, right. Ghoul. I'm like, it's so it's just, right but, but it's 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 like it's it's everything that goes against what he's great at you know what i mean it would be like i don't know a fucking a baseball player who's who's a pitcher who's best with a fastball and all of a sudden he just starts going to the change up all day you're like that's not who you are it's nice yeah. you could do that but that's not your thing you're gonna people are gonna take you yard so i feel like jay early was so ill with that just being like mega slick and he the only thing I don't like about him is like he really like loved to pat himself on the back for the double entendres. Mm-hmm. But like no one gave a fuck about double entendres. No, except for Vast. Vast and then like later Wale. Like Wale really yeah. came from that school of studying Jay. Um but like Jay loved to tell you and like spread the propaganda of how so fucking deep and thorough and all these bars were, where I was like, Yeah, sure, but <laughs> It was really mad funny when you said like, um, uh, what's he say? He's like, what's the one on ain't no? Where he says like, if sex is a weapon, when I shoot, meet your death in less, less than eight seconds. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. You know, I don't need to be like, nah, but see, I was talking about the struggle of the hustler who, you know, like, get the fuck out of here, man. So anyway, that, that's just my little pet peeve. But yeah, what do you think, Alaska? Um, I don't think Jay-Z said abstract, honestly. I think like, Right. <laughs> you know, I think, and I, I appreciate that more than any, like, I stopped listening to Cool Keith at a certain point. Like, he got two out there for me. Hmm. Um, he, he, and not, it just wasn't interesting anymore. I was like, you know, just make a fucking record that's dope. Right. You know, yeah. like, you know, I, and he's done that more than enough throughout his career. But at a certain point, I'm like, I don't care if this is your 47th persona that you're right. coming with. Right. And it's, yeah. you know, a seven-year-old who is really into pureeing vegetables. Here's a whole record about that kid. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't need that. Whereas, like, I'm the opposite. Is Not the opposite, but, like, for me, Jay-Z starts on volume three. Like, I don't care about anything prior to volume three. Okay. Um, because I feel like he found, he mastered what he was doing at that point. Yeah. And, and, you know, I really just sort of like that, the simplicity of it. You know, he does still try to do like some corny shit. He tries to like think he's a little slicker than he actually is. He put out a book called Decoded and he has the most straightforward lyrics ever. 
There it um, is. Bro. You know, it's like it's like putting out a my grocery list means something more than what you think it does. Yeah. Yeah. When I said I was getting milk, I was getting two percent milk. <laughs> when he's like, <laughs> when when I spent sixty songs telling you I sell drugs, here's yeah. how I really sold the drugs. I'm like, well. It's pretty straightforward in every song. Yeah, every single song. Yeah, yeah. There's no mystery. Yeah, and, and you know, you're you're mostly talking about clothes. <laughs> yes. Like you know, when you talk about a woman, you're talking about the dress that she wears, right. <laughs> like the you know the Carolina blue dress that Maya's wearing. Yeah, that that's what you're talking about. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Keith, like my relationship with Keith, is like very uh, on again, off again, mostly off again, only in the sense that. You know, the ultra mag shit is crazy. And then I just feel like there's just been so much material that it's not like you get a break from him to be like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. But then also, yeah. like, he doesn't he doesn't link up with people that I'm very excited to hear him with. But then also big records don't feature him. You know what I mean? We're like, like, remember like on the, uh, on the big L album where like big daddy Kane has a verse on a premiere beat platinum plus mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. fucking Kane murks that shit. And at that point in like 99, 2000, you're like, Oh, was Kane around? The answer is yes. He's fucking slaughtering this DJ premiere beat slick. with big L slick Rick. though. right. So like when slick Rick pops up on, on people's albums and songs, you know, even what we did on on our our albums, like when I, when I that was my goal working with like Malik B, rest in peace, and Nature, and even us having like Thurston Howe and Casual, like it's fun to be like, yo, we're nice, we're kind of contemporary. Here's someone we look up to that's not all in your face, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like Cool Keith doesn't get those calls, no, which is weird to me. So it doesn't well, make me like, like get re-energized. Like Rick still features kind of regularly. Yeah. So he was on a two. Yeah. He was on West Side Guns album. Like the only two yeah. real notable songs yeah. on that record was it's like Rick twice, and then he'll be with like Premiere on his soundtrack, and then like Most Def puts him on. I mean, right. But it's an event when you hear this fucking guy still probably almost sixty years old, like doing his thing. And I feel like yeah. Keats just as nice, but like I don't have time to listen to like producers i'd never heard of in my life that gave him a bag of money and he just cranks yeah. out a record you know what i mean i'm not into it I mean, his mellow works they seem a little more sophisticated but i, I agree with you like he did that record with larange yeah and that cool. was a very important record it was called time astonishing it was a whole concept record about time travel and stuff like that right so you know um with me and keith i remember like I really like pop a lot but i think i lost track of him and i had black elvis and then when he did prince among thieves I think I tried to hone in with him, you know, a little bit more. But even yeah. even that song, Weapon World, it's like it's crazy. Like you know, he's talking about you know splicing weapons with like animals and shit. You know, yeah, but the song doesn't really make much of sense. It just sounds yeah. ill. You know, he's, yeah. it's, it's, and, and that song actually is another one of those list songs that we talked about at the top of the top of the episode. So you know, it's it's, it's pretty interesting to both of them. With like with Jay Z, I just thought his slickness. You know, he can hide things like. You know, he could tell the same story three times because he knows how to be so slick and phrase things. Like if you listen to some of the drug stories, they're, they're pretty much identical. Same thing happened. But he has a way of telling, you know, friend of foe and, oh, um, you know, imagine an imaginary player, which is the same story. Oh, man. You know, you know so. It's um, funny. I was just, when I was just playing uh, the 444 record a week or so ago, yeah. um, the story of OJ 
right? Love that song. Yeah. Where he's he's talking about like race in America clearly, and then you know his place in it, and then just other stuff. But he barely says a lot on that song. Like there's just a lot of space, so it makes what he says like have a lot more weight to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah, he, he song a lot to breathe. Right. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama renting. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I bought every V12 engine. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. Like, he's just kind of like, he's always had like a really conversational flow, which is cool. But I feel like as he's gotten older, he's gotten way more simple. Like, like Alaska was saying, but he just, the way he uses space now compared to volume three or volume one or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like he's, yeah, I, I just, I just can't get past him trying to trick us into thinking like there's like a deeper level that we just don't understand. He had to like write a book and I had the yeah. book and I, and then when it was over, I, I was like, I didn't know anything in there that didn't, I didn't oh, know I didn't before. Know. And I right. sold it on fucking eBay for like ten dollars. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. There's so no reason good. for that, right? All right. Now we come to our coup de grace, the um, pyramid of this whole debate and talk. One of the most decoded um, albums, or you know, songs on the album, "Supreme Clientele." We have reached the point of the argument of "Supreme Clientele." Now it was classically stated by Ghostface himself. This is what I want to start it off where he said songs like One and Nutmeg were total gibberish and he was just trying to sound fly and they don't mean anything. And we've all spent so much time breaking these down, things and breaking these things down. Um I, I mighty healthy to me is like one of the you know deepest, you know, going crazy on that song. But like, what are you talking about? Apollo kids, you know what I mean? So one, what do y'all think about him him coming coming to terms and like admitting or saying it that that was gibberish and like you know breaking down and t- tearing apart the mysticism of those songs and of those lyrics on that record by him just saying I was just trying to sound fly and he didn't have any type of encoded you know meaning to it and um, just where that's where that album stands as far as the pantheon of what we're talking about. Um, he's full um, of shit. He's completely full of shit. <laughs> totally full of shit these woo guys really just tell you whatever the fuck they feel like at that stage of their life that's not real it's not real well just look at the lyrics like i mean it might not be like code coded in the way that like he's telling some secret but how are you gonna talk about one it's just gibberish like it's complex lyrics like at the weed gate waiting on jake you want eight ravioli bags I mean, it's just a description for a big bag of wheat, a ravioli right, bag. Yeah. It's like a ravioli, yeah. right? Like, you know, there's, you know, I mean, maybe Duncan Duncan Hines monument cakes might be a little bit, but like, <laughs> it's just something. a it's just a bridge to get to another line. Right, right. He didn't, you know? he didn't write it for no reason. That's that's where. That's okay, where here's my theory. Here's my theory on why he said. I that. wonder if it matches my theory, but go ahead. Okay, here's my theory. My theory is that Cuban links came out right. And Raekwon gets to wear the fucking cape. He's the superhero. Everyone worships him. He owns that summer. And he's the king of New York for a few months. And then all that shit, right? And then at the time, it's the fucking best Wu album 
next to 36 chambers or whatever, right? And Ghostface stands out on criminology and, you know, heaven and hell and all that shit. But it's like, it's still the Raekwon run, right? Like, people like both of them. You thinking about Liquid Swords too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just feel like Ray was just so street and, like, so dangerous and edgy. But then he's on R&B shit. Um, You know, Ghost is on Jodeci too. But I think when they did Iron Man, I don't think Ghostface got the... Solo acclaim that Ray got on Cuban Links. Does that make sense? It, yeah. At the time, at the time, quality, but it was like oh, you know, one of the rule soldiers putting out his record. It wasn't right. Like, like it wasn't like the Ghostface show outside of all that right. I got is you. Whereas like I feel like Cuban Links was looked at like Woo was cracking, but it's like it's raised because it is like a standalone piece with the you know sample and the killer and the drug shit. Right, right. I feel like when he did supreme you know he was in he was in jail he went to fucking africa like he he did a lot of shit in his life was wild right yeah i feel like him going through all those things in his life also and like ray bricked you know with a mobility even though it's sold and i just feel like he looked at the landscape of woo and everything in his place in it being like you know i love ray but i'm gonna fucking crush this guy because I'm I'm a big part of Cuban Links. But when Iron Man comes out, I don't get the love Raekwon got. So right. how do you out Raekwon Raekwon? You make Supreme clientele. Hmm. Does that make sense? That's the only thing I could think of. So where now he's like, oh, it's just gibberish. I was fucking around. Like, Raekwon would never say his shit was gibberish, bro. Yeah, not once. Not even close. Alaska, what's your theory? So my theory is that he resents the album now because... Yes it's what everybody wants from him and he can't deliver that anymore no so he's been delivering subpar boring music and instead of just admitting like i'm either i don't have the heart for it i don't love it i'm not as good as i once was he's gonna slander his older shit wow to try to make anybody that's questioning him look dumb but if you go back into the to the articles on that that album when he came he was now, all about it. He's talking about all the meaning in the record and yeah. everything that it meant, and like you know, all all the struggles and tribulations that he went through to make that record. Right. And he's full of shit. He's basically like being a bitter old man trying to like rain on people's joy. It'd be like I'm trying to think of somebody who was once like beloved. It'd be well, like Michael. You, when you think about like the Wizards was when he was really playing basketball. Well, what's what's well, the name of this a lot too? When you're tired, when it, when a record becomes an anchor in a good old yeah. bad way, it keeps you stable in you know rough waters, but at the same time, it weighs you down. Like right. you don't yeah. want to be tied to that. Like you know, <clears throat> you want to break off that shackle. You want to do something different. You want to do some other things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Raekwon was trying to flex that with the mobility. I think he was trying to get away yeah. from Cuba Link. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And but you know what? Like you know who did that too? Alaska. John Lennon would do that. He yeah. would shit on the Beatles. He would shit on all their work. I'm like. <laughs> because he didn't like being tied to that and Paul McCartney and he mm-hmm. didn't like that Paul took over after Brian Epstein died and he was on fucking smack with you know Yoko while they were he didn't like that shit and people being like when are the Beatles getting back together you talk to Paul what's up with the Beatles and he's like I've been making these fucking weirdo t- two virgins albums with Yoko Ono with my dick out on the cover, like, well, you don't want to talk about that. So then it's like, yeah, the Beatles, all those songs are garbage, with the exception of these three. I'm like, well, actually, they yeah. fucking mean more than anything ever made up until that point in history, bro. You kind of got it backwards here, but 
it's that same defiance of, like you said, Castro, the anchor around the neck. And you're right, because at the time, remember, remember Ghostface was like the very defensive about people being like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. You know, yeah. he's just yeah. talking bullshit. And he'd always be like, you wouldn't question the artist about the painting. Right. You can yeah. bring up like um, Pollocks. Like, so people have issues with Pollock because they think it's just splashing paint. Pollock, excuse Pollock. me. Uh, <laughs> that's that's offensive to our Polish listeners. <laughs> Very offensive. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, it's all right. I, I'm part Polish. I'll give you the Polish pass. That was, the, uh, that was my phonetic interpretation. Um, <laughs> The funny thing is, I knew what you were talking about. Me too, but I was like, wait, what? So, the works of Pollock. There you um, go. Justin Harris. With the um, splash paintings, and that's, yeah, I do think of Ed Harris, because I don't know what, um, <laughs> I don't know what he looks like, so I think that he looks like Ed Harris because of the movie. Right. Um, you know, so there's people in it, it's like, um, and he also, his artistry reminds me of, um, there was that a Jet Engine painting. I don't know if anybody's familiar. You put a canvas behind the engine, and he would throw the paint into the engine, and it would splatter on the canvas, and he would pay millions of dollars for it. Like you know, it was a high right. setup, right? But you know, you're given definite, and and it and it takes us to the core of this argument of the, of this topic. Excuse me, about you know abstraction, and, and it's in the eye of the beholder and stuff. And like when um Ghostface brings up when he says, you know, you don't you don't question a painting, you just sit there and you make your own interpretation, right? I think there's also something to be said about what the initial interpretation was, what the initial iteration was from the lyricist. And then, you, like, when you talk to lyricists, even when I talk to people, like, you know, they'll, they'll figure something else out that I didn't. Or they mm. might see it some way I didn't. And then, to me, that adds another fractal. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it makes a trapezoid into an octagon. It gives them another side. You know what I'm saying? And so right. and it enhances the, uh, the structure of the thing. So I don't, I don't mind it at all. And I, I think it's a good thing. And I wouldn't go back on any of my material and, and try to take away the power from it. Right. But I, I, it's peculiar. I, I don't have a theory on it, so I'm glad y'all, y'all both had solid theories on it. I don't know why he um, said that. I remember, you know, like coming up, the mysticism was all around the profession. We didn't know how they did any of this right. shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, we didn't get the glimpses inside. And I think that's what the, <clears throat> that starts peeling away those mysteries. When we start seeing behind the scenes, when we become rappers ourselves, when we write songs ourselves, and we realize what, what you know what it takes to reach an audience and to make them understand what you're saying in some way, shape, or form, yes. we, it, it takes it takes away from you know. I used to think these guys were sitting you know Indian lotus style with floating pens and parchment. You know what I mean? But right. um, it brings it back down to earth. You know, you know, so I think it's amazing too, dude. Uh, what you're saying is like when you have someone like prodigy who you mentioned before right yes he can give you like the illuminati shit he can give you like the threats and the pain and the drugs and like mortality right but when he he'll do it in a very direct like one syllable rhyme scheme way so it's like all of these things can lead you up to a point that's like hectic and like uh scary and violent but it ends on like a simple word you know what i mean it's like you can you can play all these games that whereas like Ghostface, you know like you know the the vivid laser i got and i thought if i fuck i freaking bladder crime about it about it lord forgive me miss harry like there it's like all these puzzle pieces you're still putting together 
you know, all these years later, whether he thinks it's real or not. And then, then you have someone like, you know, like Craig nice, Craig nice. Who's like, there's no mystery. You know what I mean? He's like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm wearing. This is who I'm with. I'm going to say this shit twice. So you get me exactly what the fuck I'm going through at the, at the second to convey. And I think like, I'm sorry, Greg Nice, Greg Nice, Greg Nice. I, I think there was a, there was a big abstraction of Greg Nice. Like, I know we just... we talked about that before, but I just I just think it's like what I'm saying is like how people choose to end their line is like the part they want, the things to connect, or if they don't want it to connect, like when Prodigy stopped having bars that rhymed at the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like a deliberate choice, but then but that gave it power to be like you're paying attention because it doesn't line up with what came before it. and yep. so like from the writing side of it i think these are like interesting things to consider whereas like the flip side is like even right now like brian like brian ennels it's like you know like fucks ted cruz i hope he gets stabbed you know what i mean and he's like bitch i'm from maryland we need a new flag you know what i mean yep. like and when i was there with them i was asking him about that i'm like what the fuck do you mean by that he's like bro here in maryland like we love that fucking flag bro we put that flag on everything and that shit mm. is corny and I started laughing. I was like, yo, I'm from Pennsylvania. I never see the fucking Pennsylvania flag anywhere. Don't know what it looks like. Don't and then I was just down like. in Maryland a couple weeks back and every rest stop fucking flags. Maryland yeah, it's flag. It's a terrible flag. It's so much going on. It's red and black and there's a fucking yeah. crab and it's like like, like rowing <laughs> symbols and shit. But so when he says that, it's like, <laughs> but he, when he says, you know, he's like, he's, remember the line he goes to where he says like, coming off that, he says something, he's like, we used to be worried about selling out, but now we're like, we're older. We're like, fuck it. Let's get a bag. Yeah. You know I mean, like yeah. he goes, so everything he says, are basic words like flag, bag, stab, man, right. you know, I miss my dad. Like, but everything goes before it is like setting you up. Like, okay, how's he going to fill it? Like, wh- where's he going to go well, with this I shit? Twist, I got a twist for you. As complex as Woods is, he uses very simple words. Right. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm and getting at. Yes. Complex words, the multi-syllable words of like people's names that are very hard to pronounce, but he knows. Those are early in the bar. Right. He puts those in the middle. But at the yeah. end, if you listen, those are very simple words he uses to rap all the yeah. time. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. It's like after it's over, you're like, how the fuck did I never think of that? Right. Versus like when you listen to Supreme, you're like, I could never do that. Right. That's exactly. impossible. And I'm marveling at this shit regardless of what he thinks about it it's like that's fucking stunning the same way like for me like raekwon like daytona 500 faster blade like this is some shit where i'm like i don't know how the fuck this is even how do you like now, reverse engineer it you know what i mean here's somebody that puts two of the things out together i was talking about earlier about liking an artist that's maybe speaking another language or has a different um uh, accent but it's also really um colorful with the words slick rick yes at a certain complexity to me when I used to I've been like why do you write this way but I didn't really I didn't place I didn't um associate it the cat's like British so things are a little different so that's 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 one thing you know did Frank you know he's saying that he's saying things different same thing with like Mooney Love or whatever like that like you don't know that they're 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 base their grammar base is from a totally different area so they they have different ways of saying things and, and 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 but the way he would put things together and I, I, I remember it was, I was like, dang, I, I was always, you know, like, he was talking about being marveled by somebody's 
um, encoding or whatever. Like Slick Rick was one of those guys for me. It wasn't yeah. too complex the words he was saying, the way he was saying it. Yeah. And how he put together, like what, what was important, like his characters and his stories, he picked different characters to focus on than what I was used to of, you know, regular hip hop stories over here across the pond here. Yeah. So, yeah. But then he, he would also style out on you too and get like real complex oh, with the, the pattern and stuff. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Here, you know, here's a couple that he has on my, my favorite Slick Rick song. It's called I Sparkle, produced by Large Pro, off the Wild Wild West soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> wow. yeah. I remember I bought that. Says, I bought that. You know what? I bought that. I bought that for um six minutes to. Um, the, oh, the Sunrise Joint, Con, yeah, Common and Jill Scott. Okay, yeah. he says. What what's one to do going to do blunted to son to who conduct the whole world if I wanted to, who assault Viking when he touched like lightning and everybody know me walking sparkling, the co-sponsor although I swore all out and don't doubt if you see me in some cornball outfit, pass the champagne the good guys start rap style keep you in a good high bark I sparkle, what is happening. Dude, he goes off. When you read it, you're like, okay, some of it's cool, some of it isn't, but it's like bending all those things into place with that voice and that pattern. Yeah. That's where he wins. He can make anything sound cool. You know what I mean? Cool. Like, to getting somebody in terms of like encoding, you know, one of our favorite, and he's pretty much the mascot of the podcast, Vortal. Oh, yeah. Vortal, yeah. Slang, that, like, but the slang is more important than the meaning. Because, like Alaska always alluded and told us, a lot of that was in jokes, right? There was no way people outside it was gonna um, understand that if they didn't know the you know, the source code, like wetsuit stilts on that wetsuit stitch thing. I had no idea yeah. what that. Meant. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of in jokes, and and um, to the listeners, when we say in jokes, we're just meaning like within a crude and certain language, right. certain words that become common that we use on our own. To um to you know illustrate certain things that we know only like five of our people is gonna know what it means when we say it and we'll giggle to ourselves or whatever. Yeah, like it's that. like like Nori on um Super Thug when he said Neptune's I like got a cocker spaniel. Yeah, like when he did he ever that tell shit, people with that man? Yes, because he, he said down? at the time that people around him were talking about their dog their their gun was like a dog, like I'm gonna uh, let this Rottweiler bark on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was like, oh, I got a cocker spaniel. Like, I cock it back, but it's a dog. It's going to bark. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that, I, I, I declare myself today years old when I heard, figured that out. I didn't yeah. know I did. He broke that down, drink champs, and I was always like, that's amazing. But it's, oh, it's so crazier to not know that he just says, Neptune's, I got a cocker spaniel. <laughs> and I want you to drop this in there. You know, I know you're going to drop some clips in there. Yeah. Um, one of the most encoded songs that it took me so long to figure it out. And then when I figured it out, it was so fucking fly to me. It's Juvenile with Hot. Yeah. Break that I remember down. Like, Break it oh down. my God. So, so when you hear Hot, you get caught up in the, the, the first of all, the hook is crazy. You know, in the feet, we on fire, you know, you just mumble it. Uh, but um, and then you get caught up in that scheme he was doing. You were playing high, I mean, and I was sitting like, "What the fuck are you saying?" I remember I was mm. so lost, not knowing anything about New Orleans, not knowing anything about that area and how people talk there. 
And then I remember somebody just said it to me and it was like, um, if, you, if you think of the cartoons, a big light bulb on your head. I might say, yo, he's talking about Master P. I said, mm. oh. I said, oh my God, is he? And then I went and listened to the song like three times in a row. I was like, oh my God, you, you walk around that big body man time. You can't even go to your friends. I like, that's exactly the story. And it, and it like, you know, anything like when you, when, you know, people talk about the crimes and stuff with ciphers and, once you get that decoding, it like opens up everything. So when you decode something on a computer, it changes all of those weird uh, symbols into regular letters of whatever language you're used to, whatever language you can speak or whatever language you program the program to um, decoding it. Yeah. And that's what happens with certain, when certain people explain certain songs to you. They're like, yo, da-da-da, da-da-da. And it's the simplest thing. You go, oh my God, yes, he is. You know, you yeah. run back. You keep, you you keep your body device. clean, huh? You got a lot of your jeans, huh? Some of your partners don't feed, huh? Oh, <laughs> shit ain't as hard as Yo. it seems. <laughs> Yo, he's murdering them. And I remember not respecting that song at all when I first heard it. I thought it was a bunch of gibberish. I thought it was bullshit. And, and, and I fell in love with that song immediately. Oh, well now how how did that how did that song hit you immediately? Because I I, I used to spend a lot of time in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah. I was always just always intrigued by it and it just like wasn't like anything I ever heard before. Oh. And I was yeah. just like, what is this dude doing? So I was just like immediately like transfixed on it. And then I went to New Orleans like two weeks after that dropped. Oh my oh, god. So it wasn't killing the city? Was it all it was killing it? It was like that shit and back that ass up were like back to back. And it was like we went to we would go to this club called Whispers 2000. And it was like it was basically like the hip hop nightclub in like you know off the off the way from like Bourbon Street, sort of like right, the locals right. hip hop nightclub. And it was like me, my homeboy Ben, and my boy Brian, like we roll up in there like Tim's, you know, guest jeans, like yeah, leathers, yeah. jerseys. Like we were like, oh, we're so fly, we're killing it. And they were looking <laughs> at us like, who are these people? Like, <laughs> but you know, like, so like, I think, um, what was the Jay Z song that was out around the same time? Was it, um, because it was something he put, he put, I think was it was like in the club, out. right? Yeah, you put two weeks. No, this is ninety eight. This is this is uh this is still fucking hard knock life, Jay. Okay. Yeah, this is hard knock so, life. So what was I'm trying to think? Hold on. It might have been yeah, like Money Cash Hose or something was playing. Okay, yeah. yeah Money yeah, Cash Hose came out that year, yeah. Right. So it might it was like something like, it wasn't hard knock life, but it was like probably it yeah, it must have been either like um Money Cash Hose or Can I Get a you know, something like that. We're like Nobody's paying attention to that shit at all in the club. There's a couple of people dancing. Wow. This shit came on. People were like, it was like dropping their drinks and like hit the dance floor. Like, Whoa. and they were going wild. Like they loved it. And I was like, wow, this is so dope. Cause it's like, you know, like you're in New York all the time. So you're going to like New York club and you see that happen when like quiet storm comes up. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, uh, I don't want to be a player. Comes on, like you see that oh, happen. I remember then. back in the day, whether we liked it or not, when Deja Vu used to come on. Exactly, like that type of shit, or like uh, hit, not hypnotize. Uh, more money, more problems comes on. Right, like yeah. you see the club blow up, but like seeing it with this, and it's like completely different dance moves, completely different styles, and like you just realize like how how locate 
like how location specific this song is. Right. Yeah. And it was just like, I was just like, wow, this is a whole different world of rap. Mm-hmm. And it was dope. It was so dope. It was like a completely new, like, arm of hip hop culture just sprouted. And they took off. You know, they did take they did. over. And they, they took off and took over both of them. You know, yep. Bro, Master P, No Limit, and Cash Money. But yeah, I, I remember when I figured that song out, I was in like in a whole world of like happy. I was like, this is incredible. Uh, I was so in awe of that, that song. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, such a great song. Juvenile's nasty. So good. Oh. Yeah. That, that, that album 40 degrees is crazy that album is crazy i know people might have been um you know right you're being selective and you don't want to um think oh, my cat to see something get it make sure you get it and you kill it if you find stuff um all right yeah gentlemen that's all i got man that's all no. i got i would do all i don't know I'm just looking at you when you said quiet storm, I was just like thinking about P's lines from that shit. And I'm just like when he's just like rock forty inch cables drinking white label, my Able, chain hanging chain down, hang to, my down dick, to my dick, my piece playing glass, glass tables. And then they showed it. Diamonds in the video. and guns before the fame, Duke. Wow. I mean, he's just when he even said like my my pops too. He taught me how to shoot when I was seven. I used to bust shots crazy. I couldn't even look because the loud sound loud used, to, used scare to scare me. me. That's <laughs> real. Yep. Yeah. That's a club banger. And he's like, I was shooting off guns at seven, scared as shit. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. And then he like, says, like, I spent too many nights sniffing coke, getting right, wasting my life. Now I'm trying to make things right. Like that, that the whole fucking that the whole song is like conflicts. Yeah. Of like yeah. I'm I'm dangerous and scary, but like I'm taking I'm taking an assessment of my life up to this point. You know what I mean? Like Grant opened some gates, invest in the rap business, do things for the kids, the little duns. <laughs> we yeah. worked our whole life for this. You get your shit beat in. Like that's, that's I always love that line. You get your shit beat in. That's amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, people's the rock who stirring up pots of brew and Hell's Kitchen. I chef the impossible. Like, what? No one's rapping like this. You know what I mean? Like, when he says, like, I got hot plates all across the unified states. I peel off chest naked on katanas. Spaghetti head, my brothers is full bread. Fully blow melanin toad. I rock the skeleton bone shirts and verses, but thirst for worse beats. I mean, it's just, it's just like, his shit is like, in like Stranger Things, like walking into the other world where you're like, yeah, it looks the yeah. same. There's a bike, there's a bedroom, there's this kid's fucking house, but it's not the same. Nope. It's very different. You know what I mean? There's like weird fucking branches and leaves and veins everywhere and fucking like burned out skies, but it's my block, but it's not my block. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's I mean, that was, here. that was a moment where like, once that song came out, I never wanted to hear anybody else on a track with Prodigy. No. Like, I was like, after I don't need Havoc. And, like, no. it's offensive to me that they play the remix all the time and they never play this. Yeah, no, I, I agree It's offensive. You. Like, it, it's legitimately offensive. It's a Kim. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a Kim view. It's so yeah. much yeah. Kim. It's Kim. It really put Kim in a good spot. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a great, it's a great song for Kim, and she does a, you know, she always does that dance or the performance, and it, it's actually like a centerpiece of her performances, and I think it works for her. For her but yeah, it, it does. does sure. But yeah, like he, well, because she she basically like put their style on like a coat for the night. Yeah, and then put yeah. it back yeah. in a coat service and left. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean, like, but you have you have what's arguably a top ten rap song of all time, right? Sitting yeah. there, and you never take yeah. it out and look at it, right? No, nah, because everybody's blaming her about the new shiny. It's well, the like um, part is like, like that old that old whatever happened with ignition remix. Yeah, like, I remember when I finally oh, found the original one. I remember original the original, song. yeah. Yeah, but it, it it's like the basic pre-version of the full-on, you know, great song that, you know, Adventure Remix turned into, you know, fuck yeah, the I'll tell you what, I, I had the original version of Quiet Storm on a clue tape where there was no mm. hook. It was just P going, yo, it's the real hip-hop. And, and, and it was called, tracks. yeah, and it was called, um, what's the fucking... Um, the baseline. What's the song they sample? The White lines. Yeah, it was called White, White lines. lines. Yeah, yeah. It was I called White Lines in a clue tape. It was called White yeah. Lines. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't called Quiet Storm yet. It was just called White Lines because of that baseline. Right. And I remember yeah. listening to it, and I was like, and there was there no. Might not have been the storm sound effects in there. That might no, not it was just part. it was just yeah. it was two product two three prodigy verses, no havoc, nothing. And then they went, and when it came out, I'm like, oh, they like took this and made it a mob deep song, so to speak. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if you said this when you were going through the lines, but I think it came the line right before you started talking about being with his pops. Yeah. Where he's like going through the emotions of gun, gun holding, holding, long shot gun down my pants, like limping. Killer B still <laughs> living. That's Hav's brother. He shouted out Killer B all the time. And that's Hav's yeah. brother who died. Like that's what they're talking about on um on temperatures rising. Oh really? That's oh, killer B. Oh word. Right. You know that. Like have just never it was it was it was crazy. Like P was always talking about killer B. And not have I don't say it a lot. Yeah. No. It's probably mean, hard for that. Even I know and yeah. I remember an interview before have been like talking about. Yeah, he talked about like him becoming an alcoholic was like a part of a lot of that shit. Just like all these things he just didn't he couldn't handle or didn't deal with. He was just and the studio, like they made a lot of fucking stuff, man. A ton of shit. A lot of it was in the vaults too. But yeah, P is just, you know, he's just like a singular force. I mean, he's just yeah. yeah, like even all that shit on Quiet Storm, like how he says it and phrases it, it's it's kind of straightforward, but when he says I still don't know what he means when he says like I I wear, you know, shirt shirts with skeleton bones. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck that is. That shit is it was just a style at the time. Shirt at the time, yeah. like I think it was like one of like expensive shirts. Uh, that was like yeah, like Karate Kid when they were dressed like yeah. you know what I mean Halloween, being skeletons. Oh, no, no, I think it was, it was probably a brand. I'm pretty sure it was a brand around there. Yeah. yeah. All right, gentlemen. Bam. We have reached the end of uh, Never Ending Story. Yeah, we get to the same. We so are I hope members. everybody enjoyed it. Decoded. The MC. Encoded. Recoded. Um, encryption. Encryption. Whatever you want to call it. It's um, here. I just say, like, um, a good friend of ours, somebody like Lucid, Boom. there's a certain mysticism with his lyrics. And so I, I, I just implore people to take time with our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some of our shit is, you know, straightforward to the face. And some things take a little bit more um, deduction. Um, take your time with it. That, that's, that's pretty much the 
underlying morals to the whole story. Take your time with it, and it will reveal itself in time. And if you can't figure it out, you know, just rock with it. Always rock with the beat. Yep. Exactly. If it makes you feel good, go with it. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. Peace. Call out culture. We out. Later. 5,000. Peace, boys. <laughs>